Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 107 of At the Coffee Table Podcast. I am Jason Clake with my co-host Bob Kahn. Bob, how are you today? I am good. I am good. Hopefully uh, you're not freezing your, you know, what's this off in Syracuse? Uh, it's like a balmy 35 degrees. Oh, let's go swimming. <laughs> right. I'm just waiting for the, waiting for the uh, six to nine inches of snow we're supposed to get tonight. Yeah, it's like Winter said, oh, you thought you were going to get away with something? Yeah, right. No, nope. now we got a steady stream of winter storms. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. So today we wanted to, this uh, title concept topic of this episode is social media. Is it a tool or is it a vice? And I kind of picked this up from another podcast I was listening to and it, it turned on a light bulb for me. We were actually supposed to record this, I don't know, two weeks ago and well, life happens and pushed it off. But, um, you know, social media has become, in my opinion, it's become a necessary evil. It's become a necessary evil, not only to stay in touch with people that are closest to you, but a necessary evil if um, you're trying to promote a business, you're trying to promote a cause, um, because a lot of the, and, and I'll relate it to what Bob and I know best in real estate, real estate, you know, traditional real estate marketing was uh, print ads, billboards, radio spots, bench, uh, park bench, or not park benches, but bus stop benches, whatever it might be. Um, where really after 2016, 17 evolved into, if you were not seen on social media, you were unseen because people, that's what they're going to do. They're going to go do a search on Google. They're going to go do a search on Facebook to see who they can find to bring a solution to maybe a problem that they have or a business need that they need, that they have. Yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the best tools man has created i'm not going to say besides the wheel but (laughs) the problem is the good news is it's unregulated the bad news is it's unregulated so obviously like anything the good people will use it for the purposes of service or promoting themselves or promoting a product the not so good people are going to use it as a weapon as found out in 2016 and how many other elections before that um like you said it's necessary you really can you imagine if you picture walking down manhattan midday nobody's talking to each other they're talking in the phone or looking at a phone how they don't bunk into each other i haven't figured out yet yeah like, radar yeah, my son said that all the time. But if all of a sudden phones were outlawed, the world would freak. Oh, because yeah. Whether by design or happenstance, they're, people are addicted to them. Um, what I find amusing and amazing is they still call it a phone. Yeah. I'm, I'm rare. I actually still talk on a phone. But... I can't get my kids to talk on a phone. Of course, no. they're calling us because they want something. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, but, I mean, first it was email. Now it's texting. And then, then it's 
TikToking and Instagramming and so FaceTiming. on. FaceTiming. FaceTiming, right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like using the phone. <laughs> you know what I find is funny is the people that like, I'll go into Target and the amount of people that walk around and you can tell they have their FaceTime on and they're walking around like this, walking around Target, talking into their FaceTime while they're shopping. Uh, I mean, that's multitasking to, and it, till it's to its fullest extent, but why? I, yeah, you know, I remember the first time I either forgot my phone or misplaced it or something. I was, because as a realtor, it evolved from your home computer. Well, first of mm -hmm. all, the computer wasn't there when I started, but let's pretend it was. <laughs> to walking to your entire business was in the phone. On the phone, yeah. I, I was beside myself. Yep. Absolutely beside myself. And it, 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 I actually got angry about it because I felt like I was addicted. And then I realized, hey, I was. But we, we know the good stuff. We know that it's fun to connect with people and you can talk and you can do business on the phone. And um, if you're looking for a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, pardon me for being on being binary in that but you can actually work something out i mean that's good news bad news um uh, me i like meeting people face to face like at a at a club or in a bar or just walking down Coffee the shop yeah. what i'm old and i'm a dinosaur you know <laughs> uh, listen and, and you know i always joke that i come from the atari era and but I've been able to watch, and we've talked about this about technology before, but of how everything's evolved. And then you look at, you look how social media has evolved. So social media has evolved from Facebook, which was, you know, developed by Zuckerberg when he was in college. So it was a college kids thing that that matured into, you know, everybody from ten to a hundred is using Facebook. Um, then you have Instagram, which started out mostly as a high school thing and creating videos and, and different things, but that's matured to where everybody's using it. And then TikTok and Snapchat get created more TikTok and TikTok is like middle school and has since matured to everybody's using it. Um, but if you remember when these certain things started Facebook, ah, it's a college kids thing. Instagram, ah, that's a high school kids thing. Uh, TikTok, oh, that's. That's, you know, the, the grade school, middle school, the kids are just using it because they're doing dance videos. Yeah. And then you have, then you have Twitter, the dinosaur of social media that is still alive today. And Elon Musk has made it relevant. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's also created issues. Actually, it may not have been Elon Musk that made it relevant. It may have been our former president that made it relevant first. Oh, Trump definitely. Trump definitely. He definitely was. I don't. I don't know if he was the first to really get known and, and elected, or was Obama because he's the first one to really use his social media. Yeah. yeah. Again, good news, bad news, and we're not taking sides here no. on which side of the aisle you're on. But if if what our government is telling us and sometimes it's hard to figure out what's true what's fact what's yep. made up that 
the Chinese through TikTok and several other apps I was reading about this morning are using it to gather data which would be used against us, whether it's militarily, um, economically. That's a problem. That's the evil part. Um, I, I use, I post my life thoughts on TikTok. I used to do my videos on TikTok. Um, one, because that's where it was made for. Yep. But it does kind of raise a question is, because it's very addicting. If you've ever gotten stuck in real world, R-E-E-L, you know how addicting. All of a sudden, 20 minutes have gone by and go, what? Oh, I uh, know. You know, um, then I have to say, you know, if if they can, they're never going to prove it to us. They're never going to show us what they're talking about in terms of if it is, in fact, a data gathering thing that for the Chinese government. And the last oh, so many years, uh, trusting the government is not priority number one for people. No, and you know what? Realistically, <laughs> the Chinese have been gathering data on the U.S. for decades. This is, it, it, it could have been the simplest form of data to what it is today. To blame it on TikTok as, a, as an avenue? Yeah, maybe. But it, this, this is why the, the Chinese are decades ahead of the U.S. when it comes to technology that they've mastered 5g they've mastered uh, everything that goes into you know ai and, and a lot of that um and, and have they used some of the data they've obtained from other countries probably but like you said how how how's anybody going to prove it yeah i sorry sounds like i'm yelling you know that old thing don't point fingers because you have three fingers pointing back Yep. We we pretend to be the guys in the white hats. You know, we're the yeah. good guys. Well, guess what? They think they're the good guys too. Right. And if for one minute you think that what we're blaming other countries to do, doing against us, we're not doing the same damn thing, then right. you really are naive. Yeah. Um we we blame other countries for how they treat their citizens. Hmm. <laughs> kind of that pointing thing again. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm, I was just bringing that up because I was reading today, the United States is thinking of not only they banned it in the government. You can't use TikTok on a government cell phone. No, no, no. And there's three or four other apps that they're planning on banning. And now right. they're talking about banning it nationwide, which only means that people will find a way to hack into it. So right. That's stupid. Yep. And they've probably got 10 times more members or users. But as a tool, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I remember we're sitting around the kitchen table. Maybe I'm in elementary school. And I'd ask a question. I think I've said this to you before. Yep. My father said, you know, over there in, in the, the hallway, yeah, there's a, a bookcase. Yeah. And in this bookcase is a very expensive set of books. Yeah. <laughs> Called the Encyclopedia Britannica. Go look it up. Hey, Dad, how do you spell? Go get a dictionary. Yeah, I, but now that's now that's all right here. Yeah, now it's like, hey, Siri. Oops, sorry, no, I was kidding, Siri. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because it will kick on. 
you know, and it's like, I was curious the other day, what's the weather like in Memphis, Tennessee? Um, we're going out there to see my daughter's show out in Memphis at the end of the month. The only way that we knew how to find out what the weather was is pick up the phone and dial operator in whatever city it was, you know. So, yes, is it a tool? It's phenomenal. I mean, somebody wrote a thesis, a senior thesis at Harvard, I think it was, using chatbot or AI, which is the same thing at this point. Yep. <laughs> it's like. My God, I spent hours upon hours in the college library to gather facts and figures and bibliography yeah. to write it. Bing, not only will it write it for you, it'll give you a bibliography. It's like, where? Yeah. So, I mean, that's good news, bad news. Yep. The idea I always thought, even though I didn't like it, was school is supposed to educate you, teach you and learn new things so you can be a bigger, better, smarter person. So it is good news. But again, kids are, I've been reading articles, especially that there's a kid here in New Jersey and all over the country committed suicide from being bullying online. Yep. The the anonymity, is that even a word? Being able to be anonymous online is a better way of putting it. Has given people a lot of chutzpah, as they say in Yiddish, balls. To do and say whatever they freaking feel like, yeah, without consequence. Well, I and I did. I part of uh, one of my daily reels was about that yesterday. Was about people that have gotten very brave on the other side of on the other side of a screen, gotten very brave on their social media because they can they can say whatever they want and not worry about the ramifications, especially if it's anonymous and. You know, it just diminishes your integrity, your character, your morals, your values, not your values more than your morals. When when you are brave enough to say and and speak your mind on the other side of a screen, um, I think that's the negative part. I think another negative part of, of social is like you were talking about before, you know, you get into reels and 20 minutes later, now you you realize you've been scrolling for 20 minutes. Um, I think for our younger generation, they're getting their instant gratification and instant dopamine hits because they're instantly connected and they get to watch and see different things um, that they that maybe they're entertained by or whatever. Even even one of my daughters is 14 years old and she had, you know, she's allowed two social media apps. The first one she chose was Snapchat, but she got kind of bored with that. So then, you know, she was allowed to have TikTok and she doesn't ever post on there. She's a good kid. She doesn't really ever post on there, Uh, but she will scroll for hours to the point where, you know, her her mom had to go on and, and, and put a timer on that after two hours of scrolling, it's going to kick off because that's plenty long enough to sit there and scroll through videos and watch it. And for her, it's, she's watching about makeup and dogs and whatever, but there's other folks that will, I, I know friends and stuff that will lay in bed at night and, and they'll go to bed at nine o'clock and 11 o'clock, they're finally done scrolling through different things. Yeah, Me, myself, I mean, I've, I've even had to put it, just put it down. Holy crap. You know, every morning, give it, take nine o'clock, nine 30, I post my life thoughts. Like yep. you do your feels. 
when I, the only thing I look at while I'm waiting for it to post on I, on Instagram or Facebook is my kids' stuff. You know, see what they're doing. Like I said, we don't talk yep. on the phone, we text. <laughs> but when I hit TikTok, what's the first thing that pops up? Somebody's video, right? Well, I hit the, the plus on the bottom. I post my video. Now I'm back. And if that video was interesting, all of a sudden I'm watching it. When I yep. And I still got a post on YouTube. Same thing on YouTube. And now they put little vignettes of different shows that I like. It's like yeah. I hate the fact that no, I can just, they, they know, I feel like they're inside my head. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, that, that algorithm that just says, aha, I yep. know what you like, Jason. <laughs> you know, all stuff about pajamas, you know. I, I heard I heard on a Bobby Bone show on uh, iHeartRadio. They were talking about um, these the algorithms and Google and and social media. Listen, you know, listening or if you go in and you search um, Chihuahuas, all of a sudden all you see is Chihuahuas on your on your Facebook feed. And then they started joking about uh, one of the the female DJs was was joking. She goes, "I just thought something the other day and it showed up on my Facebook feed." And the other DJs are like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? You get, you put the phone up to your head and it thought, what? she goes, I don't know what to tell you. I thought it and it showed up. <laughs> it, it, it reads your mind. It's, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. And so, you know, again, whether the intention of the original creator of the cell phone meant it to become addiction or a tool, because if you... Remember, well, Apple did. Phones were oddly <laughs> enough phones. Yeah, which gave you the ability. First, it was the car phone, which had yep. been there a long time, but now it was within reason. If you call one hundred and twenty-five dollars for three calls, reasonable. <laughs> and yeah. then you go into the walk-around carry cell phone that went started like this, and now it's like you know tiny and foldable. Right. Um. When it was just the phone. It was cool. Yeah. I can remember I, I had a, a I'm, I'm driving along as, oh, I got to make a phone call. And I started to pull over to go to the payphone. I went, wait a minute. I have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. Yep. Then they started expanding and, and getting better at, at, at putting stuff on there. Then it went to calling and texting. Yep. Then it went to emailing. I don't know which came first, the email or the text. Email and now and there's not much you can't do with this yeah. phone. Yeah. Not much. Nope. And um, what's next? I mean, they always, they're starting to talk big time about indoctrination in schools and colleges. We had, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. When I went to college, were they usually bastions of liberalism? For the most part, yeah, unless they were really a conservative or a or a, a, a theological seminary or, or something like that, or a university that was started by a religious organization, whether Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim, whatever. Now, when they started banning people at Berkeley because of their political thoughts, that's when I started getting pissed. Yeah. Um, I forgot the guy's name, a young guy. He was a, a journalist and, and he was very right wing, mm -hmm. pro Trump. And they said, the students said, we will not have 
uh, a um, follower of or a friend of the head of the um, um, Islamic Brotherhood. What, what, what is it? I, I lost track of what it's called. Um, that Muhammad Ali was part of. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize for not remembering it. They wouldn't let him wouldn't let him talk at Kane University here in uh, New Jersey. And then Bill Maher, because he was, he, he jumped in everybody. They wouldn't let him talk at Berkeley. I said, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Because people are taking the First Amendment and just throwing it out the window. Well, we look at, you- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but look at, look at mm-hmm. how ridiculous YouTube and Facebook got you know, after the last election and censoring, you know, fact checking, we won't call it censoring. They were fact checking and the amount of people that went up in Facebook jail or YouTube jail because they violated their, their policy on whatever. And, but it's such a subjective policy based on whatever agenda they were trying to, to, to push. So now, now you lose that little bit of first amendment, right? because they're going to fact check whatever you're putting on there, especially during the pandemic lockdown. As much as I was not a fan of the previous president and what he was saying, either you believe in free speech or you don't. Now, some of the stuff he said should not have been posted, you know, you know, because it's just, it's kind of like, you know, yelling fire when there is none in it in a theater and people getting trampled. Okay. But I only have one life to give is, you know, Nathan Hale and the ability to say what I want to say. Okay, you tell me who says stuff on on social media that's 100 percent factual. Yeah. Yeah, So obviously at that point, Twitter was forced into by less than unanimous consent. Censoring Trump. Mm-hmm. Censoring Hutton, censoring that. Now, if you are using Twitter to foment riots, okay, foment murder, foment chaos. Okay. If you're breaking the law, you're breaking the law. <laughs> That's not what the First Amendment is about. Right. But you have, it's like I have a lot of friends who are middle to up ultra right wing thinkers and, yep. and, you know, in their politics. And I listen, and we both came to the con- we all come to the conclusion that there's no way you're going to change me, and I'm not going to change you. But damn, if I'll not give you the right to say what you want to say, I don't yeah. have to listen. It's like you don't like what he's saying. Turn the freaking thing off. Right. right. You know, you don't like the TV show. What do you do? You either turn it off or change the channel. Yeah. You yeah. still have that right, but people are like, you know. So on the positive end of everything, um, one of the more important things they learned over the last few years, especially being in real estate, was you know, something like Instagram could ultimately become your website, that you didn't have to go create another website because majority of potential business will find you on social media. And I found that to be very true. Um, and like I said, it could be business. It could be promoting a cause, a nonprofit. Um, whatever it, you can ultimately make that. And where I found it to be true is like, I was part of a real estate brokerage and 
Um, they were always, they were always, and this was probably 2018. It was, you know, oh, we got to get your website up and running. And it was right around the time where nobody was going to go to a brokerage website. They were going to Zillow, Realtor.com, and they were checking out social media for wherever the real estate agents were. And that's held true ever since. So, yeah, yeah. why would somebody go go past the largest real estate website in the world? Right. Get to yours. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the thing, like I was just having the conversation yesterday, which ultimately, if you think about it, ultimately gave business no boundaries. You know, it's not like you had to run the phone book and knock on doors and, and whatever in, in your little local area because you had to keep it in that local area to keep it manageable. Now you put it out there to the world, you could be doing business or connecting with people all over the world. So it's just exactly. making connections. I it, It's no doubt <clears throat> at first when um, the MLS went online, uh, somewhere in the mid early to mid nineties, yep. I was upset uh, again. I think I started out as a dinosaur. <laughs> I didn't understand it. We controlled the information. You had to come to us either through a magazine, a newspaper ad, word of mouth, or you saw a sign. Yep. And you were giving away information, but you know what? It made a smarter consumer, number yeah. one, and less work for us. You'd have to be nuts as a realtor to get mad if they keep coming to you and say, I want to see this, I want to see that, I want to see that, and know more about it than you do because they're studying this stuff. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. It certainly made our jobs easier. Frustrating yeah. sometimes because, wait a minute, you told me that you wanted this and you want to see this, but the fact is, being a real estate agent is hard enough. Lessen the load and more time for service. So the internet has done amazing things. And does it need, here's the point, and this the public's going to have to decide, does it need regulating? Because it's a slippery slope. Yeah. If we start regulating what's being said, how it's being said, where it's being said. And it's not in violation of any country's laws. Does that, does that kind of start tasting like... Uh, That's a slippery slope. You know, um, yep. data ships. It's, don't tell, in this country... You have no right to tell me I can't say something, again, within the boundaries of the law, okay? Um, so is there bad? There's no such thing as 100% good, and I don't think there's anything that's 100% evil. Everybody's a little everything, but the Internet is a very strange and wonderful um, tool. Can it be frustrating? Absolutely. Can it cause harm? Unfortunately, yes. It, it's yeah. People are people. Yep. The same people that would sit there and, and 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 come down on you in person now have an avenue to do it and spread the word. And you know, should you put bomb threats on there? No. 
personal, you know, again, the law. Yeah. But I, for one, would not like it taken away from me. Give me the the choice and allow me the the fact that I have intellect and intelligence to make a decision for myself. Right. And that's really the debate. Mm-hmm. You you telling me what I am able to watch or not watch. Slippery I'm not slow. living in a, yet living in a totalitarian country. Yeah. So that's yeah. my opinion. Sure. And I think that's a good place to end. <laughs> so, you know, social media tool or advice, it depends on which lens you're looking through. Is it better off as a, as, as a tool? Absolutely. If you're using it as a vice to get those instant dopamine hits to push the political agendas for censorship, that's, that's where it gets a little ugly. Um, but there is, there is some good that comes out of it to be able to connect with people, family, friends, see, remember when their birthdays are, whatever it might be, seeing when they get married, see when they're building a house, whatever it is. Um, you know, tool or advice, I think we're better off using it as a tool than making it a vice. And it's definitely shouldn't be a weaponized tool for, you know, verbal assault. True. I agree. And it's also in an emergency, it's a lot better than trying to pick up the phone or yell at your neighbor, help, help, help. You know, here you can send that out to the world. Somebody's going to come a running. Yeah, for sure. That's another discussion. That's that's right. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, we'd appreciate it if you would comment and share this. Please let us know what you think. It's the only way we're going to be able to really grow this community as we're trying to do with this this tiny little podcast. Um, but we, we hope that you enjoy our topics. If you have anything you want to share, any topics you want us to uh, jump on and address, we'd be glad to hear it. Um, so with that, Bob, go ahead. As always, be nice. Stay safe. Care of yourselves, take care of each other. Have a great day.